Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. For multiple bonus shows per week and access to our full podcast archive featuring in-depth interviews, movie commentaries, and live shows, please check out the Steel Wars Patreon podcast feed. The content club level is just $3 a month and is chock full of Star Wars fun and really helps the ongoing production of the show. All the bonus shows download into your podcast app like any other show. Give a month a try at patreon.com forward slash steelwars. Link is in this episode's show notes. And if you do, hit us up for a question for the weekly Patreon Q&A. And now on with the show. I really hope you enjoy it. Molly and Alex Damon of Star Wars Explained fill me in on what to expect from the mysterious Jedi Fallen Order video game panel, ponder what could satisfy fans at the Galaxy's Edge panel, and sizzle the Saturday Night Steel Wars live show. Plus, some smaller panels to look out for, and I froth over the possibility of Molly and Alex facing off in a Star Wars trivia showdown in front of 800 fans at the Star Wars Schmodown. This is Steel Wars Episode 202, Star Wars Celebration, Saturday pregame show. Hey guys, welcome to Steel Wars. I'm comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars and each week we talk to someone of interest about it and on this multi-part episode, this is part three of our Star Wars celebration preview form guide and chat with our good buddies Molly and Alex Damon from Star Wars Explained. Thanks for coming back the day after we stopped recording the other podcast call back to the joke we didn't do on the last episode. Alex and Molly, hi. Hi. I'm just glad we get to spend day after day with you, finally. Yeah. yeah. It's been great. We, we, we go so long without talking, and then to have us speak with you for five days in a row is just a blessing. <laughs> Excellent. What is the official name, the production name of an Imperial speeder bike? Oh. The production name. I've got oh. an inkling, but shoot, I should know that because of the drones. The right. drones. Oh, <laughs> there's a T in there. I I think it's the. I had an inkling, and now I just lost it again. Uh, I think there's. I think there's a four Z. Full disclosure, I have no idea what the answer is, but I'm, I figured you Googled it. I'm trying to get these guys into competition shape for their their, their schmodown showdown. See, that's the weird thing is like that's the kind of question Dragon Con will ask you. Mm-hmm. Schmodown tends to only be things that are said specifically in the movie, but I think they are moving away from that more. Well, they're more. running out of things to ask. Right. <laughs> oh my god, I had 
the I was so proud of myself. Seventy four Z. I did a quiz um, on Twitter, and it was like, which is the best storm? Which is the best version of the stormtrooper? And the four options were Endor trooper, biker scout, speeder bike pilot, <laughs> and Endor trooper. Did I say? That? But they were all the different names that you could possibly call an Imperial biker scout pilot, and. Many people got it and other people just like, hey man, I'm Googling this and it, I think they're all the same too. <laughs> it was... That's funny. I, I did not... Um, I was very irresponsible with my Twitter um, reach that day, but boy, <laughs> boy, did I have a good time. And um, the Biker Scout is the greatest Stormtrooper ever. Uh, Saturday... The main event, which I'm trying to find. What's the big one on... Galaxy's Edge is the morning 11 a.m. panel. Yeah. I don't know and how then, I missed it on the sheet. And then Fallen Order after that. So but Galaxy's Edge would be a, a big one. What do you guys... I don't know. I'm just not... Like, we just did a uh, Galaxy's Edge episode with Bresnikan. Uh, Anthony Bresnikan from EW, who actually went there to do a story. I just, like, it's it's an hour from my house, and <laughs> I, I'm just not feeling it. Like, I think just the, the crowds and the cost, like, I think once I'm, I don't know, I, I, I'm just, I'm not feeling the way I should about this. I think you will. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling very excited to explore it. We're not going to go to Disneyland. We'll go to Orlando at some point when it opens up, hopefully this year. Because we, we get the hotel down here. That's true, which is just going to be even more money down the tubes. Yeah. But oh, This is our retirement fund. Yeah, yeah, we'll just say goodbye. We're going to live in space for a day. <laughs> if you do this like with a savvy business mind, perhaps the first YouTube Star Wars video made from the hotel would just do millions of views and it would pay for itself. Hopefully. Right. I'm, I got to figure out who to contact to get like a private tour mm-hmm. so that we can show the world via our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, D- Disney needs us. Just how great Galaxy's <laughs> Edge is. Disney World needs us. <laughs> we, make, we make pretty good vlogs. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get kicked out for breaking into all the other hotel rooms trying to find Easter eggs. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Nice. There's got to be something good in here. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm not rating this as I, I think out of the big panels, this is the one I am least interested in. But I'm sure it will be good. I I do completely agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one that I'm like, if we completely miss this one, I'm fine reading the news later. Uh. I'm excited to go, but like we just got a big information dump about it, and I'm like, how much more are they going to tell us? But who? I mean, maybe there's a lot to say. They might maybe have... they'll go into story details, which I am interested in. Yeah, because ap- it's after the nine panel. They might show us some sneak peeks of some of the ride footage, maybe. Sure. I imagine there's going to be some amazing reveals, but yeah, I'm just not um that. Yeah, just not that jazzed. But um, as far as other... Oh, and then, so you guys are, are pretty video gamey. Tell us about this Jedi Fallen Order. 
This one is exciting for us. Yeah, that's the one that I have marked as like my big panel for Saturday. Because I, I, my big thing for video games, it's either party games that I can play with friends or just single player story driven games. So like Battlefront 2 is fine. I enjoy playing it and it really looks and feels and sounds like Star Wars, but it's just not something that I'm going to sink a lot of time into. And the story mode was like four hours long. This is I'm like all about a long story driven Star Wars game. And it's all canon and it's all new canon information. Mm -hmm. So So, yeah, that's always good for us. (laughs) Yeah. What, um, like what sort of game is it? We don't really know. They, you play, you play, all we know so far is you play as a Padawan. Yeah. But they haven't shown us like, is it going to be a third person action adventure? Like Mm. uh, I'm assuming, I guess my, go-to is something similar to the force unleashed not hopefully so much in mechanics but more like camera view that it'll be a you yeah see your character in the third person and walk around we're hoping basically a star wars version of last of us maybe that'd be my dream yeah but yeah you play as a padawan right after order 66 and you're trying to escape and Figure survive? out. Survive? Yeah, survive, <laughs> figure out what to do from there. Hmm. Interesting. And so that will be on one game platform or it will be on all of them? How does that work? I think it's probably going to be on at least PS4, Xbox, and PC. I would be surprised if the Switch could run that. I'd love it if it did because I love my Switch, but yeah. I'm expecting PC, PS4, and did I say Xbox 360 earlier? How old am I? Uh, Xbox One? <laughs> I is that know. what's out right now? We're PC players, so. What are them kids playing with? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just waiting for, like, Super The Last Jedi to come out. I just want to yeah. run sideways and, and jump <laughs> things. That's 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 my um, speed. Uh, have you guys got any uh, highlights for Saturday panels that you're either doing or want to uh, check out? I wouldn't mind getting to the Marvel panel. Uh, I think we'll be hard-pressed to get there from the Fallen Order panel. It happens, like, right afterwards. Mm -hmm. Uh, But other than that, uh, our schmodown, our off-site schmodown is at 8 p.m. Excellent. We might, I don't know, we might try to do, like, a meetup sometime Saturday. Our Saturday is fairly open in, in case... EA wants to talk with us a bunch after Fallen Order. Yeah, they did have us in 2017 come to like a feedback session after their Battlefront 2 premiere. So they they could potentially do something like that again. So you might have a meetup. If you make it to the finals, Molly, are are you going to be like, are you going to be normal Molly all day? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I will be... I, I don't know. Are you going to be freaking out or are you going to like go, just go full heel? I'm going to go full heel. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I got I'm I'm packing my dark ray cosplay. So I'm ready. On the day of one of these big trivia things. Like 
are, are you doing some final, just like getting your brain, like moving questions, or are you just just sitting down and and answering a couple of questions? What's going on? Uh, I'm going to be cramming, honestly. I think I'm going to try to enjoy myself. Uh, but I mean, the last time I competed, I had a pocket full of trivial pursuit cards that I was just like, it, this is what I have. And yeah, I, I continue to cram and worry about things and like questions will pop up into my mind and I'll hop on Wikipedia and make sure I know the answer. I'm going like, to get Alex really drunk. Saturday yes. Afternoon. <laughs> During, that would be... during our meetup, I'll be like, everybody buy Alex oh, a dream. Monster. <laughs> that would be a very like kind of Han Solo thing to do, though. Yeah. If I have my Han Solo jacket show up drunk. <laughs> what you need to do, Molly, is whatever. If you have your meetup at like a bar, get the bar to name a cocktail after Biggs. Oh, my God. Mm. And then, yeah, I could, I could do that. And then you get them to put up a little flyer in, in the little laminated thing on the side of the bar. We've got the Bigs Brew, you know, or the, the Flaming Mustache. Do you know what I mean? We'll call it that. It's <laughs> a little hurtful. And, <laughs> and then all, um, you know, the people that watch the channel that come, they'll know how much Alex loves Bigs. So he'd love like a Flaming Mustache. And yeah. bang. You were you were getting a few slurred answers to compete with. <laughs> but that's my plan. No. Nice. If I win on Friday. <laughs> I um am interested in ten thirty AM on the collector stage, there's a Toll Toys Star Wars panel, which is Toll Toys is an Australian uh cool. toy company. So they're gonna be going through the vintage figures of um the seventies and mid eighties. With Aussie Toll Toys guru Brody Walker, so I actually might need to ask a favor of you. Uh, they are giving away—I forget what kind of pins they are—but like you can only get these pins if you go to the collector stage. And I'm going to try to go because one of the pins is a Bigs pin, so it's like a ah. new celebration exclusive thing that I can only get there, so I need to get that, obviously, because I think I own every other piece of Bigs merchandise except for now this thing. <laughs> someone, yeah, if you can't get it, someone will get it for I, you. I'm going to try to get it. All right, well, let me know how I can help, Alex. I'm there for you. Hey guys, stick around after the end of episode announcements for a 20-minute preview of Horst Berker and my Star Wars history podcast, Star Wars Year by Podcast, which is normally available in full on the Steel Wars Patreon Content Club feed. So stick around for that little preview after the announcements, but now, back to the show. Um, I think what might be a Dark Horse um, amazing panel to go to is on the celebration stage. What is it? this panel called? Oh, when you click on the... Oh, here it is. Sisters of the Force Celebration of Women in Star Wars. Because oh, yeah. the lineup, it's, it's moderated by Ashley Eckstein. And then you've got Vanessa Marshall, Catherine Tabor, Amy Ratcliffe. And many others, including some surprises. I reckon the surprises are going to be pretty good. What time I bet is episode that nine people. 
That's Saturday, 4 p.m. on the celebration stage. So, Ooh, yeah, we need to put that in yeah. there. We're looking at our we schedule right now. Yeah, I, I sort of feel like that one you might get. Um, you might get some surprise big names pop in and a bit more um, impromptu because quite often the just say there's someone from episode nine on that panel. You know, quite often they're their responses and stuff are a, a, a little bit discussed beforehand. But on mm-hmm. this panel, it might be a little bit more, um, bit more casual. Yeah. So I, maybe Kelly Marie Tran. Like I could see, yeah, her, uh, Daisy Ridley. Yeah. Uh, Naomi Aki, maybe. Mm-hmm. That would be very because I, I think did Daisy Ridley come out for the Forces of Destiny panel? Am I remembering that right, or am I? I I haven't thought about that panel until right now. Uh, but it does kind of sound familiar. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. Hmm. And then oh, just on the podcast stage, I see our mates at the Resistance broadcast have got their podcast at six p.m. and I am very happy to say, oh, I'm actually upset to say, but happy at the same time, that we are doing a live podcast, the Steel Wars podcast, doing a live episode nine reaction show with a ton of guests, and it's sold out. But I'm happy it's sold out, but I wish we had a bigger venue to fit more people in. So, Mm. but it's going to be um, a very fun night, and I'm, I think if people come after the show, I've, I've asked the venue, but um, we might be able to have a couple of floors and everyone can come hang out after the podcast is over. And who knows? Molly Damon might be there swigging out of a champagne bottle <laughs> with her new belt. Yeah. Your, yours starts at eight, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So our Schmodown starts at eight as well, but maybe, maybe we come by. Do a little victory lap, one of us. Yeah. Once I <laughs> once I win, I'm gonna uh-huh. leave to go celebrate. <laughs> well we're there till one o'clock. So Oh wow. Okay. Oh. Well there's our Saturday night plan. <laughs> yeah. So that is the end of Saturday. Let the good people know where they can have their space fantasy explanations be answered on the internet. Our YouTube channel is called Star Wars Explained, and we are either at Star Wars Explained or at Star Wars Explained everywhere else, like Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and Patreon. Yep. And I am at Molly Damon on Twitter. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Are you willing to come back tomorrow? Stay over at my house, maybe, even though we're on Skype. Twist my arm. (laughs) Excellent. And we'll see you tomorrow on the episode and may that force be with you. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed our Saturday preview, pre-game preview of Star Wars Celebration Chicago. Thanks so much to Alex and Molly of Star Wars Explained and make sure you are hitting them up. Hit a subscription on YouTube easily one of the best Star Wars YouTube accounts going around and also follow them on Twitter. They're really fun to chat with. 
Hey, if you are enjoying our pregame shows, please let your friends and family, acquaintances and rivals know via social media. If you're on Twitter or Facebook, we always have the latest episode pinned to the top of the feed and a simple share or retweet. It gets us new listeners, you guys. It's probably how you found out about it as well. And as an independently produced podcast, we really appreciate that word of mouth. You can get t-shirts, old and new. We've got the new Chicago Sports Reference t-shirt, especially for our trip to Chicago, which is uh, quickly selling out in t-shirt, long sleeve and hooded versions. And we've got the entire back catalogue up there as well. Your Snoke Theory sucked. I'm Ray's parents, The Force, all that good stuff. You can also put in coupon code MEETUP and I will bring it with me to Celebration and we can organize to meet up and I will give it to you there to save on some shipping and so you've got some fresh tees to wear at the convention and there is also, you can use the code for this as well, a mystery four pack for $39.95 where um, you pick the size and I'll pick out the tees at a very special price $10 per t-shirt just to help me clear out some odd sizes and the like and offer you guys a uh, a sweet deal of course as sizzled in the little advertorial in the uh, middle of the show after these announcements we have got a, uh, a bit of a sizzle 20 minutes of the latest episode of one of our most popular Patreon shows, Star Wars Year by Podcast, where me and Hawes Burkhart go through the Star Wars Year by Year book and talk about all the Star Wars history. We are still in the 70s. So uh, this is our third episode you're getting a preview of. So for $3 a month on Patreon, you get access to this show as well as 500 plus other shows waiting for you in full. And uh, this one's really popular. Hawes is one of the best people to talk to Star Wars about. And uh, we talk about the history. We trail off. We, for some reason, get in a Shadows of the Empire reference every episode. It's super fun. And if you like this and you hit subscribe, you get instant access to the first three episodes. As well as movie commentaries, live festival shows, and the full-length versions of all our interviews and news, Q&A, all that good stuff. As I said, 500 episodes three bucks direct to your podcast app of choice so i hope you enjoyed the saturday preview i hope you're getting nice and amped for star wars celebration where you are going or you are listening watching at home and of course i just want to point out you know we just glazed over the uh, smaller panels because uh it was a little bit hard to navigate uh, the site to show all the panels and not all the autograph signings. So uh, if we missed your panel or podcast, please do not take that as a slight. It was uh, there was a lot of information, black screen with yellow text. So uh, yeah, it is. it bears no weight on my appreciation of your contribution to Star Wars Celebration because it's awesome that uh, if you're doing stuff, Thanks so much. Enjoy this preview with Hawes and myself of Star Wars U-Boy Podcast. And may that force be with you. Uh, hey, everybody. It's episode three of Star Wars Year by Podcast. We're 
me and my good buddy, Steel Saunders, are examining the Star Wars year by year book. Year by year. It's it's pretty much just an audio book done by us. Right. Or done by someone else that we're right. reading. You know, we're um you know, it, we're no Alan Dean Foster here. Hey, Audible, get at us. <laughs> Don't get at us. Don't get at us. Everyone, <laughs> everyone's already used up their trial, so uh, you, you've, you've, you've become useless to us. Um, and, yeah, this is done especially for the Steel Wars and the Blue Harvest Patreon feeds to say thanks to those that are um, chucking in a couple of dimes or cents or pounds or yen or euro. Ooh. I wonder if I have anybody who pays in yen on the Blue Harvest Patreon. Come on, you get that sweet yen coming in, Hawes. I don't think I do. Ooh, I tell you, I, I don't mind what currency I get paid in, but I'd love to be able to spend some yen soon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know, like, you know how you can look at your uh, statistics on your podcast and see where people are downloading it from? I know many ways that I can waste <laughs> my time, Hawes. Many ways. I, uh, I got so excited. When I saw that first Japanese download. Because, mm, I don't know, they've got such good taste. Uh, no doubt. I like, like Japan, my favorite thing about it is whatever they're into, oh, they're into they it. They are into it. <laughs> mm, it's, um, yeah, it's uh, super... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sweet, super sweet. So, uh, yeah, what we do, we're going through this. The uh, It's the Star Wars year-by-year year book, which is available on Amazon.com. It is. <laughs> and probably uh, bookshops everywhere. And it's the expanded, it's the latest edition that comes right. in a, like a black this one. sleeve. Yeah. This is the, the cover that it comes in. I love this book so much, Hawes. It's so cool. Just let a kid. Don't, don't. I'm mid-sentence, Hawes. Come on. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> I'm excited to talk to you. It's been a while since we've done one of these. I, um, <laughs> the only reason I bring that up that you talk to me mid-sentence is that I think in the history of podcasting, I, I, I could be up there in cutting in someone <laughs> mid-sentence. So, I, uh, I I also hate hypocrites, Hawes, so deal with that. <laughs> um, I mean, forgot. What, oh, yeah, yeah. So I was just back home in Australia, so hence why we didn't get to do this. And I realized I've got this book already. I had the old version. Oh, really? I've got, I've got, you know, I'm going through, I'm getting all the updates, apparently, unknowingly. Yeah, you're getting the stuff that we're not going to cover for, uh, Years, years. That's yeah. the stuff that they that they added. Decades, decades, maybe. Um, yeah, but oh my god, kind of like reading this book. 
going back to your parents' home is is a bit of a Star Wars year by year because <laughs> I was going through boxes and and finding books I never knew I owned because sometimes the books you just can't remember if you had them or you just looked at them so many times. Like right now that I'm, I've got stuff back home and stuff here, I've got no idea what of like the Pablo Hidalgo and the art of books I have in the modern books. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. Like the, since like the force awakens ones and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like the visual dictionary and all that sort of stuff. Um, I, I just can't remember if I've just, like read them in the bookshop or at someone's house or I own them. So I'm, I'm too scared to, um, cause like here now, you know, where you see like at Amoeba or whatever, there'll be books, secondhand books, really cheap. Right. And, and now I'm getting really, um, paranoid to buy any because I have bought some and then gotten home and like back to Australia. And I'm like, I already own that. <laughs> the one that saddens me though, that I, I feel like, I should just buy it every time I see it secondhand just because of how much joy it gave me. It's Steve Sansweet's concept to screen to collectible. That's a really cool one. Have you ever seen um, Jesse's sister gave it to me for my birthday one year? I can't remember the name of it. I think it's his second or third book he did that's just full of weird Star Wars items a lot of them are are fan made and stuff like that like one of a kind star wars items is it like called like the star wars vault or something like that i think so i think so i think he did that one and then there was like a thousand weird star wars collectibles maybe that it's it is that one that's the one i have is it a weird shape like a it is yeah it's almost like super square almost like very square yeah you um yeah, you'll see on on both video feeds is this doing, <laughs> doing square shapes. It's like we're at some weird podcast rave, um, but yeah, concept screen to collectible. I I think because that was definitely the the nucleus of my fandom, like reborn as a a non child. Like, That's cool. Like I sort of got that, and you know, it gave you all the lore, like like all these little things, like blue snaggletooth. I had no idea about Blue Snaggletooth, but it, it sort of gave you all those, um, you know, sort of things that any any fan, you know, worth his Power of the Force 2 muscly Luke figure. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. We, we were, we'll get to the book eventually. Um, but it's just content, you guys. <laughs> the um, I remember getting a, like a a leaked photo like a like a an image of Darth Vader from Rogue One and it was useless to me oh really you saw so you saw that before the movie came out yeah but it wasn't on set or anything it was just like okay. in a gray background like do you know what I mean like an action figure mm-hmm. like a you know how they just take the photos to right um although i know now they scan them for action figures but you know that sort of just continuity photo or you know, whatever. You guys know what photos are. And yeah, it was of the Rogue One Darth Vader, but I'm just like, it just looks like Empire Strikes Back publicity photo, like doing nothing. So um, that is, but I'm sure other people would have been able to tell stuff. Um, Sort of related. You got, you and Robbo were talking about that, that 
pose, that Yoda pose from episode three, um, mm-hmm. where he's like in his action stance, like neither of you guys like it. I'm not a huge fan of it either, but I have standees that were promotional standees for Pepsi and Mountain Dew when Revenge of the Sith was, I don't know if it was when it was in the theaters or coming out on home video, but I have one of Darth Vader and one of Yoda and the Yoda standee is that it's that image, but huge. Oh, so it's bigger than life size. Yes. Much bigger, bigger. It's probably six feet tall. No way. Yeah. I'll, I'll get them out. Cause like they're, they're collapsible, you know, and one, I've got them collapsed. Yeah. I've got them collapsed and behind a dresser, but one day I'll pull them out and put them together and take a picture. They're maybe one of the cheesier things I have in my collection. Yeah. I, don't, I just, it was a real un Star Wars image. Like I love jumping around Yoda. Like, I do too. Yeah, I um, yeah, I just don't like. I get why people wouldn't like it, but I I I I remember seeing it in Attack of the Clones and just going, "That is cool." I had a really right. good, the last half of Attack of the Clones for me. Whew, I had a real good time, um, particularly that 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 first screening. I was beyond excited but um yeah that image it it just bugs me but let's um let's crack open the book we're doing 1974 a big year for star wars Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um yeah previously this is the first episode we did uh 1973 and then before that we did from the dawn of time to 1972 (laughs) so um there was there was some cracking they they could they could do that though they they could they could start Star Wars year by year in year one, like, I think so. You know they could um because they could say Jesus was like conceived without a father, and then that set the tone for the Phantom Menace first Star Wars reference in history. There's you pro- can even go back further and be like the first time a sword was forged. Oh, oh yeah, swords would have been first. What about um? The first time a robe was worn. Oh, way for way further back than a sword, I bet. The first time someone hated sand. That would have been real early. <laughs> yeah, real early. That's that's a a true OG in the game. <laughs> um, you you crack it off, Hawes. Do the honors. <clears throat> Lucas works on the rough draft for the Star Wars. Through the winter of 1973 and 1974, in a 1979 interview, he recalls, In Star Wars, I was striving to make a strong, positive statement. My first film, THX 1138, was a parable about the way we are living out our lives today. I realize it was a rather depressing statement. People really weren't interested in a depressing statement. Being a pessimist doesn't seem to accomplish anything. However... Lucas finds that writing his space opera is not easy. I hate writing. I've always hated it. I love that. That's like the the lead sort of quote on the page. And, oh, boy, I can relate to that. Like when you write, once you're going, mm-hmm. it's, it's the best. I like editing. Oh, my God, I'm like George Lucas. <laughs> there you go. Once it's written, I enjoy the editing of it and tightening it up, and because the main bit—oh my god—that is, um, 
Wow. That's making uh, breakthroughs together here, yeah, buddy. Yeah, wow. Uh yeah, but I um yeah, the actual writing of it is brutal. Are you are you, are you ever in the position where you have to write something cause? I am. I am occasionally either for work or for pleasure. Just for pleasure. Uh, not really a fan of either. I mean, I hate writing so much that I don't like writing podcast notes when I oh. post a podcast. Well, that's just the worst because it's the end of like all this work. Right. And then you're just like, yeah, no, you guys will find out what's in there. Does anyone even look <laughs> at the notes like these? I don't th- know if they do. I still haven't figured that out. Oh man. I, um, I tell you what, I've never had a complaint that the the notes weren't good enough. <laughs> okay, I except on YouTube, but that's a different thing. Sometimes people they just want timestamps. It's just like, oh, uh, really? Find your own stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Um, so. I guess through his study of anthropology, Lucas developed an interest in folklore and mythology and their roles in society. I came to realize that America has no modern fairy tales. You could say that the Western movie is the last of our myths. I feel like young people need some kind of fantasy life. Essentially, folklore is a very simple form of teaching. Brilliant. It's not bad. It is not bad. It um, yeah. It's 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 always sort of been the thing where he's he's like he wanted to make a a modern myth, and boy did he hit the nail on the head by um. And and this is uh, an interesting thing because I always say that uh, you know the, the the trick of George Lucas and Star right. Wars is taking everyone's favorite bits of other types of movies and jamming them into one. And that's why everyone likes it Mm -hmm. because, um, you know, whether you're into like, like dogfight, you know, war movies or romance or swashbuckling or comedies, um, special effects, like it's all in the one thing. And it's interesting here, um, in the bit under drawing inspiration, it lists all the films or a few of the films that George Lucas watched, uh, in preparation and to make up sort of an edit to um, like a visual guide, if you will, for his films. It says, Lucas also watches Howard Hawke's Air Force, 1943, Michael Kurtz's The Adventures of Robin Hood, 1938, you know, for a bit of that, that swashbuckling vibe, and, right. and Fritz Lang's Metropolis in 1927. Of course, um, the, the robot Maria in Metropolis... Looks like C-3PO's um, big sister. Yeah. And videotapes aerial battles from Tora, 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 1970, and The Dam Busters in 1955, and other World War II films to help create a 16mm short to establish his vision for spaceship dogfights. So, um, yeah, quite literally, he watched all these other films yeah. in preparation to squeeze them all into one. You know how he's talking about how, like, there's not really... He didn't feel like there was uh, a modern myth or, like, folklore mm-hmm. for people at the time or kids at the time. Do you think, like, back in ancient times, like, dudes in, like, 
togas would get together and be like, I don't know about that latest myth about Hercules, man. Hashtag not my Hercules. They're like um, doing the hashtag in the stone tablets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chiseling it out and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's very hard to get something trending on those stone templates. <laughs> I've, Jake I've Hercules. Word. Um, oh, yeah, about that writing thing. I, whenever I see people on Twitter and they're talking about how many words they wrote that day and they're like, hashtag am writing, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, go screw yourself. <laughs> but I'm en- like I'm envious, but it's just like I, I just like the problem with a lot of social media is people take someone's comment to be a dig at them, do right? You, do you know what I mean? And when I see that am writing thing, you take it as a dig at you. I oh, know I'm right. It is a dig at me. <laughs> they know I'm reading. They know I follow them. Smug, very smug. Um, oh my god, I didn't even realize this. Um, happy days on my future birth date, not my birth date at this time, but January 15th. Happy days premieres on ABC television. Ron Howard resumes the role of Richie Cunningham in the situation comedy set in 19, set in the 1950s in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yeah, and if you look at the picture, he is reacting to the first cut of Solo. <laughs> Very good. I I have a hard time coming to terms with Ron Howard not being Richie Cunningham. Oh, really? They just seem like the same person. Okay. I have a hard time separating Mark Hamill from Luke Skywalker and Harrison Ford from Han Solo, so I, I hear you. Yeah, I just feel like I was watching Ron Howard's childhood. Like, he just, they filmed it. Like, I, that's that's what I think happened to him. Like, but, yeah. I, like, Fonzarelli. I can, <laughs> Henry Winkler. Like, I sort of, I, I, I see him as the dude that played the Fonz. Right, okay. But Ron Howard's is Richie Cunningham. Like, I, I, to me, Richie Cunningham ca- grew up and became a filmmaker. Congratulations. Changed his name. Uh, and, it and sucks. Uh, Happy Days sucks when they got rid of Richie towards the end. You know, when, like, didn't he go off to Africa or something? Wasn't that the Didn't he go to war? Store? Yeah, I think so. Right? Yeah. I, um, and then, like, Ted moved in. Right. That guy from Revenge of the Nerds. Mm-hmm. And he was a school teacher. And then Fonzie became a school teacher. The irony. <laughs> hey. Hey, what a knock. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do like that um, there's this picture of Ron Howard in here. Because the book covers like the things that Star Wars like creatives do in the lead up to Star Wars. Right. So now he's really validated that Happy Days entry. You know, because like maybe last year, the year before you go, oh, what's Happy Days got to do with Star Wars? Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, there's the American Graffiti Connection stuff. But now that's like solidified the editor's yep. decision to run with that, don't you think? It does. But how how do they know? How did they know? It is all connected. It is all connected. It is all connected. Um, 
in uh, April, this one caught my eye, uh, Carrie, Stephen King's... Oh, my God, I never knew that. Stephen King's first published novel. Yeah, you didn't know that? I knew he wrote it. Right. But I didn't know that... Um, yeah, I, I guess Stephen King doesn't hate writing. He hasn't always hated it. He's the the, no. the anti-Lucas. Um, yeah, it says the story of a bullied high school girl with telekinetic, powder, tele, telekinetic powers. Um, the hardcore, hardcover, the hardcore edition. The, <laughs> dude, they, they're all pretty hardcore editions when you read it. Um, the hardcover edition sells 13,000 copies, but the subsequent paperback sells over 1 million copies in its first year. How's all those tied asses that won't won't spring for the hardcover you know when i was a kid uh i got introduced to stephen king from my grandfather right huge stephen king fan and every now and then my grandmother who was a stock manager at kmart would come home and present him with a new hardcover stephen king book like whatever the newest book was uh-huh. and and i remember him being like oh why would you do why would you spend all that money when we could just get it for cheaper in six months when it's in paperback? <laughs> so my grandfather was one of those tight asses. Oh man, I would. Um, I I did have. Uh, I had this goal when uh, the new canon started, and I was like, I'm going to get all the books as they come out mm-hmm. in in hardcover. Yep, and it's going to look so good. Right, so I ended up getting um, oh, what's the book called? The Chuck Windig, the first one. Aftermath. Aftermath. I, I yeah, I was, I was trying to think the 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 after, like I knew it was something, but I got that one. I got book one of that hardcover, right? Right. Do, doing fine. <laughs> then the next book comes out, and nah, that's that's all I got to. I got I got I got one book in. <laughs> I I got a little further, but much like you, I lost out to audiobooks. And even those, I'm not great at listening to. I have so many uh, unfinished Star Wars audiobooks that yeah. it's a little ridiculous at this point. Well, yeah, with Aftermath, because I started reading the book, and then I was like, this is, I'm never going to get this done. Right. Because, you know, I don't have much sort of, like, I, I, I like, I'm a listener and a doer. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, doing the dishes, driving, all that good stuff, cleaning the house. Um, which, when there's no podcasts, I can't clean the. I just like, like it's impossible for. Like I couldn't fathom. <laughs> um, so it, it's more like the cleaning is my excuse to listen. Right, but, but um, yeah. So then, and then once I was like, well, I'm just gonna get the audio book. So. Is it worth burning 30 bucks on just to like have my nerd OCD soothed? And uh, the answer was no. You know, sometimes it still gets to me. I'll see that that little row of Star Wars canon books and I'll be like, oh man, I'm missing so many. Should I should I look into that? Yeah. Well, sometimes people post up their collection, you know, their mm-hmm. bookcase. Or you see it in the background or like I imagine like Alex from Star Wars Explained would just have an exquisite um, right. like bookshelf of stuff. <laughs> I, I tell you, um, I went to Rancho Obi-Wan 
and just seeing all the books in that library, mm-hmm. it's a lot of paper. I, that is one of those things I really, it's on my, my checklist. I got to check out Rancho Obi-Wan at mm-hmm. some, some point. It is, uh, yeah, in those, like if they did, you know, 101 Star Wars things to do before you die, mm-hmm. which is a book I probably should write. Um, <laughs> but I hate writing. Yeah, I'd love to edit it Has- though. Hashtag not writing. Not writing. I'm not writing. <laughs> Ain't writing. You got, you... <laughs> Ain't writing. And then writing spelt wrong. <laughs> Ain't written. Yeah, Rancho Obi-Wan. It's got to be in the top 10. Is it? How far is it from San Francisco? About an hour. Okay. Because mm. I have someone who's told me that if I ever find myself in San Francisco, they can get me a tour of Lucasfilm. And like, I feel like that's one of those opportunities I have to jump on before too long. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess we could knock both of those out in a visit. Wow. Hawes is... Planning vacations and name dropping all in the same sentence. Now I didn't name drop. No, you 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 you, you didn't drop the name. You just shook it around in your hand. Yeah, I was like, like, ooh, look at the shake, shake, shake. Like like keys shaking keys. Ooh. (laughs) Um. Now, Hawes, a film came out in 1974, Mm -hmm. titled Dark Star. I don't have much knowledge of this one. I, I I feel like I've seen it and I don't know I have because it, it just seems vaguely familiar. Um, it was directed by John Carpenter and it's a quirky science fiction film. Uh, Hawes, do you know anything about this? I do. I actually have a story from my childhood about it. Here we go. So I hope you enjoyed that uh, 20-minute sizzle of, I think it's about 80 minutes in total of the new episode of Star Wars Year by Podcast. And you've also got uh, episodes one and two to catch up on if you want to uh, join the Patreon content club for just $3 for the month and you get access to 500 plus. There's audience listener Q&As. There's uh, news reports, there's call-in shows, there's live shows, there's movie commentaries, there's live movie commentaries, and full-length versions of all our interviews, many of which are quite timeless. So check all that out at patreon.com forward slash steelwars. There's a link in the show notes. Thank you guys so much, and I will talk to you tomorrow with the Sunday breakdown pre-game show for Star Wars Celebration and May. That force be with you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 